I saw him and let's just to check the levels. Let's count to ten together. One, One two, two, three, eight, nineteen, twelve, infinity, thirty-two. I ate the sandbox. Are you okay? Welcome to Footy for Two. Was that a lot? Did that hurt your ears? <laughs> I'm Solomon Dubner. I'm Stephen Dubner. Nice to see you, buddy. How was your weekend? It was good. I, a lot of time I was with you, actually. Mm. Was I? Um, not so much, but I we know that my presence is so magnified. We get sick of each other, don't we? What's that? We get sick of each other, don't we? I, I get very sick of you. I don't know about you mm-hmm. of me, but uh, no, we had a good weekend. Yeah. Uh, we had a visit from our friends M- Michael Painter and his daughter Louise from North Carolina. They, footy for two listeners, they came to NYCFC game with us. It was a great time, great showing them around, and I, we hope they enjoyed it. So if you're listening, guys, thank you for coming in, and we had a great time. Yeah. Hi, Mike and Louise. They were the winners of the first uh, footy for two contest. Yeah. What was that contest, actually? I don't remember. It was right to us come to NYCFC game. We got like 30, <laughs> 20 responses. And how did you pick the winner? It was randomly chosen, or? They were the first ones to write to me, oh, but, but I, waited, come, I, first I did wait to get a few replies. But I think what was nice about it is they were another father-child duo yeah. like us, although yeah. Louise is 10, yeah. uh, which makes her a little bit more mature than you, and Mike is taller I'm 16. than me. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mike is much taller than you. He's a, lo- he's a tall fella. Yeah. He told me he's 6'5". Yeah, I believe it. He was a lovely guy. Yeah. Louise, his daughter, lovely girl. She's an athlete. She loves. Who's her favorite team? I don't remember. You know, U.S. Women's National oh, and, Team and the Carolina Railhawks. What are they called? The Railhawks? Yeah. NASL. NASL. Yeah, and yeah. So you guys got to go to the NYCFC match last night. I couldn't go. Prior commitment, a wedding. Um, talk about that match for a minute. It was an exciting one. Yeah. Do I have to. It was not <laughs> a good. It was a good match. What, so, do you, what do you give it, me the whole just, sob story? This, What's the, wrong the, with? the ending was on the way. Uh, so we went up eight minutes in through local boy, West Nyack, New Yorker, Tommy McNamara. Who needs a better barber, but yeah. anyway. Then they Dallas took the lead eventually in the second half after school, equalizing the first and taking the lead in the second, I want to say. What minute, roughly, did they take the lead? The I'm going to guess something the 55th, 60th, right, I don't right. know. And then? Then Kiri Shelton, my mm. friend who I've had conversation with, he's a great guy, we try to get him on the show. Yeah. Equalized in the 80th minute. Then and around the 41st. What was that goal? It was, it was just a, a good header, a great set from corner. Jack Harrison. Oh, was, oh, yeah, Jack ha- Harrison's the MVP of this club he's at the moment, isn't he? He figured in the first goal as well, didn't he? Not sure. I'm almost sure. I only watched highlights. Uh, but he is a beautiful player to watch, really yeah. in control. And how old is he? 21? 19. You're kidding. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, okay. We've talked about him on this program before. If you haven't looked him up, look up Jack Harrison. There's an article in the New York Times about his history. Interesting. He's a Brit playing here in the MLS. Uh, hey, speaking of, who's the American you love who's playing at, uh, is it Dortmund? Dortmund Christian Pulisic. I think I've talked about him. He's just a great young player. He's... If he lives up to his potential, he'll easily be the best American player of all time to date. Donovan himself said that this kid is five times better than he was at this age. He's and getting more and more time on the national team as well, Yeah, correct? and he's scoring regularly for Dortmund. He's, mm. he's pretty much a starter. How old is he? 17. And he's in Hershey, he's Pennsylvania. He's 17? Wait, well, did me, he just turn eight? I think he may have just turned. Maybe he just turned 18. Uh, and where is he from? Is he from New Jersey? Hershey, Pennsylvania. Hershey, Pennsylvania. Who's the guy? Matt Miazga? Matt Miazga. Where is he playing now? Chelsea, but he might be out alone after. Mm-hmm. He, he, oh, happy birthday. Today's Christian Pulisic is 18 birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Wow, we'll have to, to, the, we'll have to, to the future of American We'll have to tweet out this episode to him. We're proud of you. We're happy for you. And we're keeping our eye on you during the upcoming uh, World Cup qualifiers. And then uh, it's going to be a fun World Cup in Russia. Should we go? I'm tempted to make some Putin joke, but. But you thought better of it? Or you couldn't think of a good one? 
No, there are plenty of jokes, but I just don't want to get my head chopped off. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Yeah, can I, who, I know it's weird to ask this because, like, talking to an imaginary friend because no one's going to answer me. Besides You're calling you. me an imaginary friend? No, because it's asking. Because I'm not your friend. Asked, just I know, that. I know. Because it's asking the audience a question. Is that, do any of you guys know Borat? Because I do a great Borat accent. It's a, <laughs> my favorite movie. Can, should I do the accent? I can't think of any politically correct lines. Like, um, correct or incorrect? Oh, politically, you can't think of any. Yeah. What does he say when he really enjoys something? Very nice. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's my favorite movie. It's all. It's not PG thirteen. It's, it's not it's even X. R. It's X. It's, <laughs> no, Salman. I don't know if you're familiar with the rating NR. You ever seen that one? Not rated. Not rated. It really means not rateable. Yeah. And that's what Borat was. Here's a good line that I can say. It's all a little. Right. It's a little eh, but. It's okay. All right. Next, we went to Washington, D.C., home of Supreme Warlord Bush. That's good. <laughs> you do Because at the time, George Bush you, was our president. You do a good Borat, I have to say. All right, you want to talk nice. about a little uh, actual footy? Okay. Why not? Oh, wait. I, I want to say one thing first. I tweeted it just now. Let's check the poll numbers. We, I am planning to start a footy for two blog where anyone can write whatever they want, as biased or as unbiased as you want. And mm-hmm. we're, we want any as many people as possible to write for it. We will not pay you. Mm-hmm. You're not getting any money. Mm-hmm. You can pay us if you want, <laughs> but we're not going to pay you. So you want to start a footy for two blog, which would go as a companion piece to this podcast and to the Twitter. Yeah, and, we, and you could write as much or as little as you want. Maybe you should do it on Facebook. That's a good idea. Because Or Medium. But I should uh, probably start my, a new Facebook page. If anyone wants to be friends with me on Facebook, I will accept you. Is that right? Even me? No. Mm. I don't post on Facebook. Okay, but uh, I just want to say one thing. We already, a few minutes ago, I tweeted a poll. Would you be interested in writing for this blog? It's already three yeses and zero noes. Well, do you think people who want to say no are going to bother to tweet no on a poll? Well, three votes in like five minutes saying right, yes. That's encouraging. Going. All right, hopefully. No, I've got a lot of no votes on polls. <laughs> well, hopefully they'll follow up. But if people want to write to you, what should they do? They should send you an email? Yeah, that's- saying we'll take people as experienced as inexperienced as you want. You Like my level of... Uh, like, I've done a lot of writing for football. I've done a lot of football writing. That's how I started my quote-unquote journalism career. Mm-hmm. Um, so as knowledgeable as me, where, as where knowledgeable are some of the you. outlets you've been published in? World Soccer Talk. I stopped right there for reasons. Um, I had my own blog mm-hmm. um, called, what was it? was Salmon. I think it was Salmon on Footy. That was a good one. Um, and I've written uh, for the Barcelona Pena, FC Barcelona, NYC.com. Mm-hmm. You can find some articles there. I have to say, when you're a pretty good writer. Thank you. I, it's in my blood. But I just wanted to brag for a minute. I wrote an article in December when it first came out. Barca was looking for a fourth striker. Last, just the most December recent December. of 2015. Okay. Um, when Bar- it came out, Barca wanted a fourth striker, and I wrote three options: Yassine Brahimi, mm-hmm. who's not, is more of a winger. Felipe Anderson, also more of a winger. But then for the fourth, the one who I said first choice, the real striker was Pac Walker. We ended oh. up signing, so I called that in December. Did indeed. He almost had his first goal the other day. Ooh, so we just go straight to Barca. Let's go straight to Barca. It's funny whenever you you write the lineup, the layout, as you call I it, write the and then you send it to me before we record, so I can look it over and not be totally in the dark. And you always start with Premier League and end with La Liga, but then inevitably we always do Barca first yeah. anyway, because that's what you're excited about. Yeah. So before we go to this game, let's go to the seven nil. Oh, the last in we, the Champions League, Celtic. We, we destroy Celtic. And Madrid fans I felt, make... I felt a little bad for Celtic. Eh. Only because, you know, they're a quality team, and there they are getting demolished by a team that looks like it's out for a Sunday stroll. And, but not that Barca rubbed it in. I thought they were, you know, respectfully... Yeah. And Real Madrid fans, of course, got very critical of us for uh, beating a for team... For scoring a lot of goals? For getting very excited over beating Celtic 7-0. 
you guys are very excited to be in Malmo 8 now. Mm. That's just uh, the Swedish champions. I Scott. love Malmos are delicious. Oh, Malmar. Mal- Malmar, yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. 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 But yeah, we want a uh, messy hat trick. So wait, so this week, how did Barca do combined? We won by total scoreline of 12-1. Not bad. We beat Celtic 7-0, two from Messi, no, three from Messi, one from Ney, who had four assists, two from Suarez, and one, a beautiful goal from Iniesta. Andre Gomez, who I love, impressed me. But set this week. And we, can we just talk about it? That was coming off the loss. To Alaves. To Alaves. We, we had a horrendous after a national break. We and what were the biggest lineup changes from Alaves to Celtic? Suarez and Messi came back. Okay. Uh, Gomez started, uh, Iniesta started, I think it was a stronger defense. It was just a very different lineup. Who was on the back then? This one, it was, um, I think it was Sergi on the right. Yeah. Jerry and Umtiti in the middle, uh-huh. and Alba on the left. Umtiti has started every match, hasn't uh, pretty he? Pretty much. Uh, and speaking of Barca, the 5-1 win over Leganes. Yes. Two for Messi, Suarez and Marofino scored. Luis Enrique played the 3-4-3 formation, which we've never really done. It was, you know... You pointed that out to me when I watched some of that match with you. So on the back, it was just Jordi. Um, let me think. It was Mascherano, no, Piquet. No, we played three center backs. It, the center backs uh, were, yeah. uh, let me think. It was Umtiti, Piquet, Umtiti, Piquet and Mascherano. Was it Mascherano? Yeah, I feel like he it was. was in the midfield. No, no, you're right. You're right. And then the midfield was a line of four. It was Alba on the left. Then uh, Iniesta. And was it Rafi- and Rafinha, Rafinha in the middle? Yeah. No, Rafinha on the right. And was it Rakitic in the middle? Did Rakitic um, start? I don't know, but I don't think so. In any case, so wait a minute. You were saying that you'd never seen that before. Three on the Bar- back. Enrique's but may I say something? Um, in Enrique's in trying to become a student of the game such as yourself, I read a piece this morning where the point was, or the question was asked to Lucho. They said, hey, you know, what was that? And he said, I've done it before. So I've done it several times before. I I don't think he's ever started a match like that before. So he's done it mm-hmm. during. He's done it as tactical adjustments in the match. Let me ask we... you a question. I know you care because it's Barca and you like Barca. Yes. But sir. what does this say to you as a human? Forget about football. I'm looking for a non-football analogy for a manager and a team, both of whom are, have been phenomenally successful. What does it say that in the beginning of a season, he's trying? Such very, very different tactics. It's always good to have more than one game plan, more than one main strategy to go to in case you get figured out, like what happened with Tiki Taka. Mm-hmm. It's good. You can utilize different players. Um, I think it was also a way, like you, you've pointed out to me, so he could play Umtiti and Mastrano. Mm-hmm. I think he wanted to give Rafinha a start because he's always liked Rafinha, especially when he had Malone at Celta. It worked. What does it say to you? Is there like a non-football lesson that you can draw from this about, especially early in the season, really experimenting? Yes. What is it? Go apple picking before all apples are picked. Because <laughs> it, it, either you're going to get crappy apples or just not any apples at all. <laughs> that made no sense at all. <laughs> but I love you anyway because you, you are my child. Uh, okay, so Barca had a pretty good week. Real Madrid Have you- won their easy game against Espanol, who I so accuse talk- of sometimes throw. I don't think they threw it this time. Yeah, talk for, for people who don't follow La Liga Espanol and Barca are huge rivals. Espanol hates Barca more than anyone could hate and anything else. And that's because why? Catalan rivals. It's called the Catalan Derby. Espanol is more less separatist. They're in favor of Spain. Um, it's a, they're in Barcelona or in Cornea, which is basically Barcelona. So 
the highlight of the season is playing Barcelona. The players only really care, you can tell that. Mm-hmm. And they are, a lot of people say that they are very lenient towards Real Madrid. They actually have an official affiliate set up. Oh, really? That's the word between the two clubs where they're freely loan players back and forth. Really? Yeah. Is that a, a typical, are there, do such relationships exist between many clubs in La Liga or elsewhere? It exists a lot, but not, usually not between two clubs in, in the, the same, same league. In the wow, same country, it's very common, not in the same league. Interesting. So you're, Conspiracy theory is that Espanol basically rolls over uh, I, for anyone who's. Uh, I don't know if they did it today. And later in the season, like, I think they. Because usually we all beat some 6 7 0. And Espanol's a bad team, and they're not that bad. Mm. Uh, but I'm probably being crazy. Well, uh, we should say that the first Barcelona match that you and I saw was uh, at Espanol. And we won 5 1. We didn't know what Two we were doing. Two from into. Messi, uh, one from Villa, one from Iniesta, and maybe one from Xavi. I'm not sure. Don't remember. Do you remember? No, you don't. Uh, I hear a little barking dog. Does she want to be on the show? Want to move the mic down to her, see if what she's got Can to I say? Can do that? Sure, yeah. Phoebe. Uh, stage fright. Uh, she's she's, she's kind of like an internet commenter. She's got a whole lot to say until there's a little bit of pressure. Then you put the mic in front of her face. It's like Don Trump. When he gets to the debate, he, he talks now, but when he gets to the debate, he's going to be murdered. When it actually matters, you think so? he will murder. Does he really... Can I go on another Trump rant? Can he doesn't know what he's talking you? about. He doesn't know anything. He's not... I said, yes, he's smart. I, he, he's a psychopath. He's psychotic. Um, Simon, I really think you should learn to speak your mind. Thank you. It worries uh, me that you hold People back. say that it's only about the issues. No, even if you don't know about the issues, which I know en- enough, it doesn't matter. Just, if you look at the personality of him, you cannot have the psychotic bigot be our president. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, I wish that you were old enough to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, Our votes don't matter. We're in New York. Well, um, that is a sad fact of the uh, the electoral college not puzzle. Re- oh, yeah. no, I was going to say not sad because at least a big city goes Democrat. Well, there are some interesting reasons for why the electoral college still exists, but uh, it's not hard to make blush. the argument that, uh, that it should be done away with. Anyway, football being football, politics being politics, Fifi's over there rolling <laughs> golf balls <laughs> along the floor. Licking our golf club. <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing? All right, I, I think we should get back to our <laughs> podcast because the dog is, uh, I think she's eating a golf ball. <laughs> and uh, if, if she chokes and dies, <laughs> if she chokes and begins to die, let me know. All right, and we'll, uh, we'll pause the podcast. Okay. Otherwise... You know what? The show's got to go on. Premier League action! Oh, my God. That, uh, that, that was a little bit. That got her riled, got me riled, I, broke our listeners' uh, eardrums. Okay, Premier League uh, action. So first game of the weekend was Chelsea-Liverpool, Friday night football at Stamford Bridge. And? Liverpool won 2-1. They're in fourth place. Uh, Costa scored Are they high still fan. in fourth place? Spurs might have pushed Maybe, them down. No, you right, might be right. Costa scored for Chelsea late on. But a goal from Lovren and a wonderful goal from Henderson that could be the goal of the year. That was a wonderful goal. Uh, that was from outside of the box? or Way outside it was? of the box. Yeah, yeah. Courtois had no chance. Yeah. Courtois, I think, was the most overrated keepers in the world. Now, if you're a Liverpool supporter, as some of our friends are, um, how are you feeling about the season thus far? Don't say this is your year. You're not going to win the league. <laughs> Don't get too excited, guys. And if you're a Chelsea supporter, which some of your friends are, even though, and you hate Chelsea less now that Mourinho's gone, how yeah. do you feel about your season so far? You haven't won any of your last two Premier League matches. It's a bummer, but I think you could, you'll still definitely challenge for the title. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, m- who's up next? Man City walloped Bournemouth 4-0. Mm. Man City is 8 for 8 under Pep. They look unbelievable. You know, I like Man City a lot more than I ever have. 
I feel bad because we are we're sympathetic to Bournemouth. Yeah. And to the Hull Sizers, we say better luck next time. Um, but Man City is fun to watch. They're a Pep team. They're like Barcelona. Pep said that De Bruyne. He said obviously Messi is the best player he's ever coached. No one's close to that level. But he said there's a level right below it that's close to being out of this world pretty much. He didn't say that. That's what I'm saying. And? And De Bruyne is De Bruyne right is there. there. I agree. I've been a fan of his since Chelsea when he was a failure there. He's a great player. What happened he's to him at Chelsea? Mourinho doesn't like players like that. The very creative like, flair players. Mm. He, he's what does that mean, a flair player? Like, they, he, they like freedom on the ball. They, I don't know how to explain it. You know who he's, whose career kind of destroyed? One of the most likable, best ever oh, players ever. Uh, I want to say Mata. That's not right. Him too. Oh, who? <laughs> but he's playing now at United sometimes. Kaká, Real Madrid. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think we're going to pause this podcast and give the dog a bone. Be right back. All right, we gave the dog a treat. See if that works. Don't say that word. She'll hear you. Oh, you're right. Oh, my gosh. That might have triggered the whole episode again. All right. Maybe we should whisper for a while. Cause, cause when we get, what? Because when we get so excited about footy dog, she gets excited because she wants to join in. Does she know she doesn't speak English? She doesn't speak English. And she, she, also, she understands. She's better. She's more of a Portuguese speaker. <laughs> what would you say are the top ten words that Fifi understands? T R E A T. Yeah. Sit. Yeah. Stop. Stop. No. Has she ever not. stopped anything? What are you talking about? <laughs> Does she understand? No, not really. She understands. She just doesn't listen. Yeah. Exactly. She's a good dog, though. She's a great dog. Yeah. Does she understand Shazam? Definitely. Should not. we say what Shazam is? Yeah, yeah, but she might pee on the rug. <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't understand. She doesn't. So We're, when we first got a trainer for her, when we first got her, just for a few weeks, we had a trainer, and she said to have a bathroom code, like a word, and she said some like, people... Like, so when you'd go out on the street... And like, she said some people would say, like, it's time to do your business, something that makes sense, right? Or, like, poopy or pee And I didn't want to be one of those people walking around on the street saying, dog, <laughs> poopy, poopy. So, so I thought... Shazam. Yeah. It's like, Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> And then for her to magically poop on Shazam command would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't work. All right, uh, Man City. You know, you know, you know who should get on this on the show? Who should we get on the show? Steve Lovett's dad. If we're talking about bowel movement, absolutely. The, he's the, he's the man. Fart doctor. He is the the king of farts. Um, at this Wait, moment, is he supposed to help you fart or help you stop <laughs> farting? <laughs> As of this moment in time, Solomon, where would you put uh, Man City's chances of winning the Premier League? They're, they're easily the favorites. I think they're going to win. I think they should... I think they're in contention for the Champions League. Is it surprising... I mean, look, Man City was a very good team. They had an off year last year. Is it surprising to you that a manager like Pep can come in and so quickly... A manager like Pep, no. He's smart. I Sorry to cut you off. He, well, he's, I, I, he, his players want to play for him, and he made some good signings. Stone's a good sign. Nolito, Gundogan, Sané, and St. Mm. Jesus when you join. See, I guess the biggest parallel to me is with American football, which is a complicated game. You have a huge roster, 53 guys. You've got two separate teams, an offense and a defense, and yeah. special teams, and it's very complicated. You yeah. get all 11 people on the field at any one time doing the same play. But to me, it seems like with football... It's much easier to, like, even if you were starting over with no existing knowledge of the players in the system, it doesn't seem that hard to get people playing. Yeah. Like, look at the national teams that and don't play together very often. He's known know. to be, uh, football's his life. Uh, one of his coaches, I, I read that, oh, a new book coming out that everyone should buy that I'm going to buy. And at Pep Confidential, mm-hmm. it's the same version, oh. but it's reca- it sums up everything on his three years at Bayern, a journalist, Marty Prarno. 
stayed with Pep for his whole three years at Bayern. So Pep Confidential was the first year at yeah. Bayern? And yeah. this has, even the stuff that he wasn't allowed to write about before, he can write anything he wants now, any transfer plans, anything. When's that out? Give me a second. Sure. And aren't you reading, is it an Iniesta? Um... Yeah, I started Iniesta's autobiography. It's very good. I've only a few pages in, but it's good. Yeah, it's gonna be fake, I really want to find it. Keep going. <laughs> that's all I got. That's the whole Jeopardy theme song. You're still looking up Iniesta, uh, you're still looking up the new Pep book? Yeah. So, yeah, it's Pep Guardiola sums up his whole three years at Bayern. It comes out, um, at least on, uh, Amazon says it comes out on November 3rd, which, oh, that is a good week for releases. Do you know what comes out the next day? Uh, the Classico? Football Manager 2017. <laughs> Um, wait a minute, that comes out in the U.S. then? Yes. So it may be out in Europe before then, Amen. since it probably, he writes in Should what language? Should I read language? the blurb on Amazon? Or yeah, no? read the blurb. It's, it's long. Well, read a short version of it then. I'll read the whole thing. For three extraordinary seasons at Bayern München, uh, Marty Pirano was given total access around the German Super Club to his players, his backroom staff, its board members, and above all, to his managers, Pep Guardiola. And the follow-up to his critically acclaimed count of Guardiola's first full season at Bayern. I think you get the idea. I get the idea. Sounds like a good book. It, 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 Pep Confidential is my favorite book ever. All right. So Man City brutalized Bournemouth. Um, who scored? Uh, Sterling. Good to go on in his first Premier League match. Odomendi and, of course, De Bruyne. All right. Uh, next matchup? Leicester, 3-0 over Burnley. Mm. Leicester is back, mm -hmm. it seems, maybe. They beat... Um, uh, Club Rouge in the Champions League midweek. Two goals from Mares and one from Albright in their first ever Champions League match. Mm. Um, two for Islam Samani, the new signings, club record fee, about £30 million. Where'd he come from? Uh, sporting Lisbon. Um, Algerian, like Mares, so that's good. Arsenal beat Hull 4-1. Two Sanchez, Walcott, and a world-class goal from Granit Xhaka, almost as good as uh, Henderson's goal. Everton beat Middlesbrough 3-1. Lukaku Coleman scored. Everton's second, in addition to Gareth Barry scoring goal on a 600th Premier League match. What's up with Lukaku? What's happened? I'm glad he scored, but what's ha been happening with him? What do you mean? He he's... cooled. No, yeah, no? he's still very, very good. Really? I thought that uh, I thought that he had he'd been diminishing. No, he's just right. for it. Okay. Um, Watford beat Man U 3-1 at Vicarage Road, Watford's home stadium. Eddie and Kapuwe scored his Can you fourth slow down and say year. that again? Watford beat Man U 3-1? At Vicarage Road. So Watford beats Man U 3-1. What's up with if you're a Man U fan at this point? You've lost your last three games. Ugh. It's not looking good. How long uh, does Mourinho last? We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. There seems to be strife. Obviously, if you lose a bunch, Pogba Red has been yelling at his teammates yeah. on and off the pitch. He's not looking too good so far. He's not I, looking too good. So I let me ask you this. Him. Can I say this? He, if, you, if I'd asked you a year ago, maybe we even talked about this a year ago, he was your number one target for Barca. I don't know anywhere near as much as you. I know he's, he was incredibly... He, I won him, but I was wary of him too. Why? Because I knew just his style of play is at Barca. Yeah. Well, how would you describe his style of play? Premier League. It's dynamic. It's mm -hmm. fast-paced. More freewheeling than Barca? I say so, yeah. Mm. Well, for his sake and for the sake of entertainment, I hope he turns around and does better at Banyu. Yeah. But right now they look, um, they look ugly. Yeah. Uh, Edin Kapuwe scored again. I think his fourth goal of the season. Basically defensive midfielder for Watford. He's been the breakout player so far. 
uh, Miguel Britos and Troy Dini score. But the Eagles for United, which ended up not mattering, came through Marcus Rashford. Mm. Last game we'll recap in the Premier League, Spurs beat Sunderland 1-0. Kane scored. Do you want to I tell, saw that goal. Tell, say your watching experience? So here's the thing. I think, as everyone knows, I don't really know that much about football, but I think I do have one football superpower, which yes, is this. If I'm not watching a match and I turn on the TV to just catch a minute or two, always a goal goal. gets scored. So today I watched about 70 seconds of Spurs Sunderland and I turned it on just in time for the Kane goal, which was a pretty ugly goal. It was was a sloppy, poor clearance from Sunderland. I can't remember the back's name. But you and I are Harry Kane's good luck charm. We are. We've right? seen We've him play seen him. three times and he's six goals. Yeah. So if you out there listening have a team that you support devotedly and you really need them to call a, to score a goal at some moment in time, you just need to like come get me, drive me in the car to your house, have me turn on the TV right then, and they'll score, basically. That's my What if the other power. team scores? Do you think about that? Yeah, yeah I can't control that. <laughs> I can just guarantee a goal. I can guarantee it's going to be your team. Okay. So that's a risk you're so taking. So the last game we're going to round up is a Derby d'Italia, Inter versus Juve. Juve, uh, so before this, had I think they'd won every game in Serie A, as usual. 66 minutes, Stefan Leekscheiner puts Juventus up at the San Siro in mm-hmm. Milan Stadium and AC. That's not good. Mm. Two minutes later, Mauro Riccardi, one of the best young strikers in Europe and captain of Inter at about 23-year-old. 23 years of age, I believe, mm-hmm. equalizes. Then the 78th minute, Ivan Perisic wins it, mm. and Banagai got sent off for Inter in the 90th, but who cares? It's a huge win for Inter. And do you remember where we saw Perisic? I want to say Croatia-Spain in Bordeaux. Yes, and what did he do there? He scored an amazing goal. When? Uh, like the 86th minute or something. Oh, my God. What's wrong? You really are my father. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it the '86? That was a guess, but I think I don't know if it was the 80, It was about that, but yeah. I've really trained you. You're, yeah. you're, you're yeah. a good <laughs> sit, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Freakonomics. Papa gets to type faster. <laughs> um, question for you: yes, What's uh, what's on the horizon for Barca this week? This Saturday, and by Saturday I mean Wednesday. <laughs> I was making a mistake. This Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, mm. we are playing Atletico de Madrid, mm. and they're having an off season so far. And they started off poorly, but they're they're playing well now. They're playing okay. well. Uh, and then this coming weekend, we play. I want to say Deportivo on Saturday, but mm-hmm. I might. We need be to wrong. get down to the pub. We have. We've yeah, we'll be there. I I have plans for Saturday to be t- at the pub after the pub. I'm going to the Global Citizen Music Festival. Oh, great! That's In Central Park. Yeah, yeah, going to be, be a fun. big concert. Who are, who are you most looking forward to seeing, band wise, music wise? Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. So Solitin, 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 King Solitin. What, what is Solitin? Uh, Solitin. Who was he? It sounds like Sultan. It sounds like Saltine Cracker. Well, Do you want to call me Saltine Cracker? I'd love to. And that would be adorable. Everton's goals came from Barry Coleman and Lukaku. It's not footy for one. <laughs> It it's footy stretch. for two. It was a stretch. Lukaku, footy yeah. for two. Nice yeah. talking to you, brother. Yeah. Good job.